0: you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now, here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another exciting show from deep within the command center of the emotelligence Leadership Institute, and this is what you're expecting, value, education, inspiration, information. These are the things that you're expecting, and I can't wait to deliver yet in in another show, these things. And so today we are going to talk about one of those other secrets. We've been talking about the secrets of successful leadership over the, the last several episodes, and I hope you've listened to the secrets up to number four. Today, we're going to dive into the fifth secret of successful leadership. And the first four had to do with the first one was successful leadership is stewardship. The second one was successful, the secret of successful leadership is relationship the third secret of successful leadership is partnership and the fourth secret of successful leadership and these are all based upon my new book the Most intelligent leaders succeed where others have failed it's coming from that book and the fourth secret that I mentioned and covered in the in this podcast episodes in the past is, craftsmanship and if you want to if you have not listened to those as yet let me suggest and strongly urge you to go back and listen to them because they make sense in succession this is a fifth secret and yes it stands alone as they all do but it makes more sense when you're following from number one Secret number one to where we are today. Secret number five. And this one has to do with salesmanship. The fifth secret of successful leadership, according to the framework which I have posited in my book, is salesmanship. So Kingsley, salesmanship and leadership. What do those two things have in common? they almost sound diametrically opposed to each other because one has to do with supposedly based upon just the the surface thought process or idea or definitions one is a lot more you know in in the culture the world we live in leadership oh yeah let's become leaders let's all kind of Joel and and um compete or position ourselves to become a leader. And when it comes to salesmanship, sometimes people are like that is such a disdain I, mean, I have a disdain for sales people. And maybe it is an experience that that person had which was a bad experience. And somehow there's an association In some parts, right, some quarters, not necessarily across the board, because I believe salesmanship is an incredible and a wonderful trade or skill sets, and I'll talk more about that shortly, that I believe we all can benefit from. But there are those that have made, as it's true in any industry, there's that one person. And who they use to almost be the face of that industry. And so when you hear salesmen, you're thinking about that slick, sleazy, kind of deceitful and a person worming their way into your life to try to, to get from you and take as much as they can. So we think of unethical. We think of shady character and and that has been and I believe was something that in the past was associated with that used car salesperson or salesman right and and so when I use the word leadership is salesmanship maybe maybe and just maybe in your mind that's the connotation. That's the association. That's the picture that you have in your mind. And maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you are and were that salesperson and now you are in leadership and you have this almost a pushback and you kind of resent even what I've just said because you know you're not that person. And trust me, I believe that there are the exceptions in every industry there is that exception right in leadership there is the reason why i did an episode and i hope you've listened to that that one where i talk about putting sexy back in leadership why would i spend a whole episode speaking about putting sexy back in leadership simply because of this very thing there are those leaders that have made leadership almost like a bad thing and people have suspicion people have this immediately they they kind of put up a wall they enter a leadership relationship and they have this kind of gap this space that's where they're starting they're not going to get too close because they've heard the stories of leaders who have done wrong and thrown people under the bus and not have their people's back. They've heard those stories, but they've also possibly experienced that. So my whole point is that in every industry, there are those. But I know that in the sales, when you hear salesmen, I mean, I, I, I'm speaking from my own self. Let's go back to personalizing and not just speak in general terms. I have had my experience. Experiences. I have been taken advantage of by a very slick talking salesperson who speaks so fast and throws things at you in a manner you don't even have time. It's almost like a fire hose kind of experience where you are like, What? What where, where? you know, you're kind of wondering, am I, you know, I I just can't even think and and they are they know that it's it's psychology they know that if they can get you in a confused state, so to speak, and in their world they've kind of sold you they've got you right they've got you and there is an art there's an art to that, and that's why I like the fact of intelligence and the reason why I use the definition it's an art of succeeding where others failed because. Leaders who've learned this art, like that salesperson who've learned the art of communication, of the of psychology, playing on the emotions, grabbing the emotions, they're gonna be more successful because they have become skilled at that very thing. They've sharpened, like I did the last secret on craftsmanship. They've made their craft. They've, they've worked their craft and worked their craft and worked it into where now it's second nature. Do you know of someone who is, let's put begin by saying an ethical salesperson? I believe you do. Maybe you are that person or was that person. Now, let me add another layer to this. Do you know of an ethical salesperson who is very successful, and the reason why they're successful is because of their skill in selling. Do you know that person? Okay? Do you know a salesperson that you've admired, maybe at a distance or even close up, because of their ability? They're so articulate. You know, there is a YouTube video, and I, I wish I had this, the name of the youtube video but is this young boy you know a black guy who came to the a house and it's some white people now i just use it because it's how the video is just made and that's where normally i won't when not mention color but there's a reason why i mention this and so this this black guy went up to the door and was selling some kind of wash that he used i know have you ever seen that where you spray spraying on the window and and about taking out stains and all those different things, and this dude man he this cat he knows how to sell. I mean, I admire his ability. He's so articulate the way he put the words and the, the phrases. It's almost like a Martin Luther. You're listening to a Martin Luther King kind of presentation in the sales. If you haven't looked it up, just look for I don't know what keywords you will look for. That would help you to actually, you know, let me see if I can bring it up and, and tell you what it is, because I it's, it's bugging me that I can't tell you what it is right away. So I believe I de- you deserve me letting you know what to look for, because I think this is really one of those YouTube videos that I think is, I mean, it should be where almost every salesperson <laughs> really learn from, because it's, it's a classic, it's a class, it's a, what should I put it? This this dude he put on a show, right? Um, I would even go as far as saying he put on a master class on selling. His name is Kenny Brooks, sales door to door salesperson. So you may look that up, Kenny Brooks. That is it's hilarious, but really it is one of those. As I mentioned, it's it's one of those. It has in it. So many things we can learn from. His approach, his personality, his ability to communicate, the body language, the humor. And every salesperson basically are doing three things. They're educating, they're informing, and they're entertaining, right? They're doing those three things at all times. And you as a leader have to also... Make that a part of what you do. And that's why when I said about leadership is salesmanship, I'm not just talking about the idea of the big picture salesperson. It's the intricacy, the, the inner parts, the inner workings of this. Kenny Brooks demonstrated that. He was educating at the same time he was being very entertaining. But he's also given the information that the person at the door, the homeowner, needed Right, is what's the use of entertaining if you're not gonna give the information the person needs? And so he was making it about the pet the owner of the home. It's not about him. Yes, he mentioned about things and and here's a here's the thing that I really think is such a an incredible things thing he did. Because sometimes people can have humor, but they have humor at another person's expense. Right? And that is a bad humor because somebody is going to get hurt. What is the greatest way to have humor, as they've said before, right, is when you can laugh at yourself, right? Is when you can find things about yourself you can tell jokes about, right? It's self-deprecating kind of humor. That is what works. That is what people will laugh at because you are telling the story about yourself. But you've got to listen to that. I, I can't tell you enough about this video, but I think it's really it's classical. So, Kenny Bruce, if you're listening, or anyone who's listening to this audio and heard me mention, you owe me because I am giving you more views on that video. <laughs> well, the point is that I believe that you give credit where credit is due. And when someone has done something great, my thing is why not cite them and let them know that this, that was a great job. But my whole point is this, that as a leader, as I mentioned before, why I said in this whole chapter in my book on intelligence that why, I mean, I'm sorry, the intelligent leader succeed where others failed and become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow is because you've got to learn that art. You've got to be able to realize that you are in the selling career, so to speak, because we all are selling ourselves almost every day. Let's put it every day. In our relationship with our spouses, right? I know with my wife and my children and vice versa, them with me, we're selling ideas. We're selling why we should get what we're asking for. We're almost like debating, but not necessarily debating. Is trying to put together a strong case of why it is. We're trying to get this idea across. Isn't that what you're doing or you do regularly as a leader? Aren't you trying to help your people to buy into the vision and the mission of the organization? Aren't you trying to help them to buy into the ideas that you're coming up with, the strategies, the plans? Aren't you getting trying to get them to kind of cooperate and work with you? Isn't that selling? Well, if you don't see it as such, you need to. You need to start thinking that I am selling ideas, but here is the catch. And I make this point very, very strongly in my book, in this chapter on leadership is salesmanship. I talk about the fact that as you sell these ideas and this vision, this mission, remember this. This is so key. If you take nothing from this episode today, take this one thing. Okay? Make it about them. Wow, Kings, what do you mean by that? Make it about them. It's not about them. It's about the the company, the vision, the mission. What do you mean to make it about them? Well, my friend, yeah, I get it. You may want to start with that idea and that mentality. But remember now, people want to know what's in it for them. It doesn't matter what strata we find ourselves in. It doesn't matter what industry we find ourselves in. People want to know, at the end of the day, how does this make a difference? Their status, do they, make, do they feel better about themselves after what you've engaged them in? does that promote anything, any part of their being? And and there are ways to do that. I mean, I have in my book, I talk about these ideas of acknowledgement and recognition and, you know, a win for the companies, a win for the each. So there's there's ways to do that. And of course, I could never take one episode and try to discuss and touch on every single thing. It's just simply here trying to help you to understand the importance of Making certain that as a leader, you must see yourself as a salesperson. Because again, I mentioned you're selling ideas. When I say about making it what's in it for them, remember now, but let me kind of just insert this piece inside here. People buy things, including you, not because necessarily it's a logic of what the thing was, right? Or the feature that was presented. Yes, we factor those things in. But really, the deepest part of why we are motivated to buy things is what it does for us. How it makes us feel. How it makes us look. Right? In the eyes of our friends or families. So it is an elevation of something. Something is elevated when I buy something. A car, for example. A car is just transportation. Why would a person go and buy this most expensive car and the sports car, you know, and a and, and, and fully loaded car and so on? Why would people be at the lineup a day in advance to get the new iPhone that's coming out? Why? They want to be, of course, early adapters. Because it does say something about them when they bring it out and show it to their friends. Look what I've got. A new iPhone. There's new car. There's new that, right? Because, again, it does something for us. And I want you to remember that. When you're selling an idea or a vision or the mission, what does that do for the person? Because what you're selling, the mission and the vision is, is what's called features, right? It's features. People buy benefits, They don't buy features. At the end of the day, they buy benefits, not features. Isn't that also true or should remain true in your leadership? How are you setting your vision or your mission or your ideas in a benefit manner? How are you packaging that? What do they hear? And I'll give you an example. Where I remember I was trying to get a my team a few years back when I was in this organization and I was trying to get my team to buy into a change we were making in, our, in the part of the organization that I was in charge of. And I was thinking, how do I communicate it in a manner? Because change is never easy for the most part. Let's put it this way. Substantial change. Change that really matters is never easy. And some people are not open to change they're just it takes a while to warm them up and, and so we have to sell real well and make them feel a certain way and what happened was I had to think how could I sell this idea where my team members my other leaders would buy in on this well I had to find a way to make uh, present it and package it where they saw that they are going to benefit as well. So what I had, I had several group leaders who were in charge of certain things that they had to do. And so each team, were team leaders, were kind of given the charge of helping to pass down to their own teams what it is I wanted to see happen. Now, the way that I was able to do that is to to share the idea that when you as a team leader do that or have done that, What happened is people who are looking in at your team that you're leading and seeing the implementation, they're going to, guess what, give you credit and applaud you and praise you for the fact that you were able to get that done and they admire that. They admire that, right? Now, they had to sell it to their team members and I would say, let them understand that what it is as a team people are going to call that team's name and say, this team, we had different different name for our teams. This team, man, look how this team is, is doing. When they hear the name, so they gave their team a name, and so they all rally around that, right? Now, I know it may sound a bit confusing. I wish I could actually draw this out and visually show it to you, but I hope you're getting this point. They now, as a team around their team name, having their own clothing for their own team, it also boosts how they felt. Now, everyone had a buy in. The leader that I was under, that I oversaw that leader and their team members, it was amazing to see the transformation and how quickly the idea was incorporated, embraced, implemented, and boy, I tell you, it made a difference. Now, I didn't know that I was actually being a salesperson at the time. Looking back, I realized, yeah, I was using psychology. I was using the, the whole idea of how human do transaction. We want to feel good. We want to know what's in it for me. And that is what you do, my friend. Why it's a secret of successful leadership. Many leaders who have failed, and that's why my book says, is a more intelligent leader, succeed where others have failed. Many leaders do not know this secret. They may be doing something like this, but like me, never realized what I was doing. Imagine if I realized at the time what I was truly doing, how I would hone that craft. I would work at it and become better at it knowing what it was I was doing. Now that you know, what will you do about it? How are you going to become a better salesperson? What are you going to work on? What's that one thing you're going to take from this episode today? Just one. Just find one thing that resonates with you. Go back and listen to that part. Get it down into your system and decide, I want to become a better salesperson. Here's the thing. Sometimes we are so close to the forest, we cannot see what? The trees. And so what I find is, it's very helpful to have someone who can help you in this process. Get a coach or a mentor, someone who's been there. And that's why I am now suggesting that and making it where I am open at this point. It may not always be true, but I'm open at this point to taking on people to to work with as my clients, as a coach, to coach in this idea of what I call the emotional intelligent leader, which is really incorporates how to be successful in, in in sales as a leader, right? Not sales, sales for sales sake, but leadership and the craftsmanship I mentioned before and relationship and partnership and stewardship. I mentioned those in the past. And if you want some help and to be coached in those areas and we can work something out where we where I find you're a good fit and I'm a good fit for you, then I would love to work with you. So said, how can I reach out to you well you can connect with me on social media at Grant, and just direct message me and we will begin a conversation we will have a get on the phone and and talk about where what it is you want and maybe you may want me to come and speak to your group your leadership group your next leadership event to speak there or do a training for your organization on this whole idea of emotional intelligence have a day full day, a third of a day, <laughs> depends. Whatever it is you want, we can always tailor and get you the best result for what the time we have allotted. If that's the case, again, reach out to me. You can email me at podcast at com. Podcast at Kingsley, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T.com. And I will be sure to get back with you. But I would not, also make it a bit easier if you are a leader and want to be a part of a group that I've put together on Facebook. You can request to join. There are three questions you've got to fill out. And once we have looked at your profile, if you're a good fit, we'll invite you in. It's facebook.com slash groups slash emotelligent leaders. E M O T E L L I G E N T. Emo Intelligent Leaders. Request to join. And again, as I mentioned, we will invite you in if you are a good fit. Wow, my friend, here's the good news. You are one skill away from that. One skill. That's all. And I hope that this is helping you become closer to your best hope. Well, we've come to the end of our another exciting episode. Let me say thank you so very much for taking the time to listen, to join me in this podcast. And with that said, my friend... Peace out, God bless, and I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.